of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. And we continue with the Kenny and JT show on this Thursday edition. Thanks for hanging out with us. And every Thursday at this time, we like to uh, get a professional handicapper's perspective on the upcoming games this weekend. And we can't wait for a couple of more weeks. We'll be able to actually use that information legally in the state of Ohio to wager on games. And joining us right now from ncsports.com, our good buddy Chris Van Dyne, professional handicapper. How are you, Chris? I'm good. It's been uh interesting football season so far and now with all this transfer portal stuff, you know, we're we're uh also working on the Phil Steel magazine for next year and uh that that is getting chaotic in itself trying to keep up with who's going where and kind of losing my mind with it to be honest. I Chris, I, and I thought about you the other day when all of a sudden coaches are leaving and kids are transferring and I'm thinking, "Wait, there are bowl games still to be played. How the hell do you handicap bowl games between now and whenever they're played when so many things can change between now and then?" Well, you just got to keep up with the information. Keep up with who's in the portal. Uh, keep up with the the interim head coach situations that a lot of teams have going on and keep up with the NFL draft because you're going to see a lot of guys in the next couple of weeks announce they're not going to play in the in the bowl game. Uh, so, you know, you look at Florida, they're going to be missing their starting quarterback, Anthony Richardson. They've had a couple guys, other guys opt out. But on the flip side, Billy Napier is a great underdog coach, and now they're getting 10 points. So, um, you, you know, we're, we're looking at the Gators possibly there in one of those early bowl games as a small play. We're not going to have a whole lot of confidence in it with uh, essentially what is a third-string quarterback because their, their backup has also gotten kicked off the team. But the guy that uh, Ohio State fans are familiar with was a big-time recruit, Jack Miller, seems to be the starting quarterback for this bowl game for Florida now. Chris, is there a cutoff like there is like at trade deadlines in the major sport le- sporting leagues? I mean, I think the bowl games start, what, December 16th or something like that. But, I mean, is there a cutoff where they have to either make themselves available for the portal or make themselves available for the next level? So, as far as uh, a cutoff to play in the bowl game, there, there's no mandated cutoff. I'm sure some of the coaches uh, tell their players, I need to know by this date so we can properly prepare. But there's nothing to say that a kid couldn't say, yeah, I'm going to play. And then on game day, and oh, I think boy. we actually saw that a year or two ago. I can't remember who I'm thinking of, but there was a situation where someone did say they were going to play. Then on game day decided, uh, you know what, my ankle's kind of bothering me. I'm not going to play. So, you know, mandated, no, but uh, who's to say what the players are going to decide? I think for the most part, we'll get a pretty good idea, at least from the major schools, you know, because a lot of those things get publicly announced. Um, the, the the other side of it is they, they do have a 15-day window for this current transfer portal window. Now there is two portal windows, one now and then one in May after the uh, after the spring seasons are over for these teams. So we've seen a lot of chaos in the portal already. We're going to see even more in May after guys realize they're not going to be the starter at a particular position. Um, so it, it does greatly affect these bowl games. It, it, it sometimes can make it a little easier because you get some huge mismatches that Vegas can't adjust the line enough for. This might not be a fair question to ask. 
Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, said that he would not play in the uh, the uh, Final Four or even a bowl game for that matter. And we didn't see him for the most part all season long anyway. So it may not be fair to ask when a wide receiver opts out how that affects the point spread in either a bowl game or in this case a semifinal game. But for some of these other games, and maybe it's not a quarterback, how much does it affect the point spread in these games? Oh, greatly. Uh, I'll use a team I'm very familiar with as a big example is Tennessee. Um, Hendon Hooker's already injured, so you're missing your starting quarterback, and now Joe Milton's going to start this game. I played the last game uh, against Vanderbilt. They won 56 nothing, but he didn't really have a lot to do with that. They, they ran for like 480 yards in that game. Um, Jalen Hyatt, the Bolitnikoff finalist, might win the Bolitnikoff 15 touchdowns this year. There's a good chance he opts out. Cedric Tillman, projected first-round pick, he, there's a good chance he opts out. Uh, one of their starting offensive linemen projected to get drafted, Jerome Carvin, might opt out. So you might have Tennessee missing a lot of their key offensive pieces. Their offensive coordinator has already left. I don't think a, a situation like Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to affect the point spread because he hasn't played basically since the very beginning of the season. So we've seen Ohio State without him. He would be a bonus, if anything, for Ohio State. But Jalen Hyatt not playing for Tennessee in what is not a particularly deep receiving core uh, that is going to affect that point spread a couple points. You can't uh, have things affected too much for one player, especially a wide receiver. But I do think that where you do see the point spread affected a lot is when you see an entire position group wiped out. Uh, Western Kentucky is going to be missing two of their starting offensive linemen and their starting quarterback and their backup quarterback and their kicker. And I think that is one of the reasons why Western Kentucky is now getting uh, around 10 points. So let's look at this Orange Bowl. Tennessee, Clemson. Clemson, a seven-point favorite. We understand why now. Do you expect that to move? And if so, should we try to lock in on Clemson now, or is it going to be too high of a point spread? I would lock in now if you're going to play Clemson. Um, I, I do think that they have a huge defensive edge, and we'll see what happens with Cade Klubnick. You know, he, he's going to basically – be making his first career start uh, in a big game. But I think with a month to prepare him for Dabo or, you know, a little under a month, I I think he will be well-prepared and we'll see if he lives up to that high recruit billing. Um, I don't think it's going to go up a whole lot because part of me thinks that that seven point line is already factoring in a lot of what I talked about. I think there's an expectation that Jalen Hyatt's going to opt out. And if anything, it would be a little bit of a surprise at this point if he plays. So I think that's already built into the line a little bit because I think Vegas expects him not to play. It's gotten to that point where we expect guys not to play, and if they do play, then we adjust the other way maybe a little bit. Happy to have with us, as we always do, our professional handicapper. His name is Chris Van Dyne, ncsports.com. Follow him on Twitter at ChrisV160. Chris, before we get to Browns-Bengals this weekend, uh, I want to go to the college football playoff semifinals. Ohio State, a seven-point dog against Georgia, and TCU, a nine-point dog against Michigan. Let's start with the Buckeyes. Uh, Do you think that spread should be higher? Is that about right? If uh, you're a believer in what happened against Michigan, if you you see that and say, well, that team can't possibly uh, go toe-to-toe physically with Georgia, do you grab the seven points now because that might go up? Where do you come out on that? I think the line's probably close to where it should be. I'll be honest, we haven't – 
we, we break our bowl games down uh, a week at a time, and we haven't really gotten to those later bowl games yet as far as setting our own lines. Um, part of the reason is we're waiting for a lot of the information to come out as far as opt-outs and stuff. But with those semifinal games, I will say, you're not going to see anything like that. Uh, at least we haven't to this point uh, in, in, since they instituted the playoff. We haven't seen anybody opt out of those games. Uh, that's actually healthy. Um, but my, my initial thought process would be that the line is close to where it would be. I'd probably take the Buckeyes taking the points. Uh, Cause I, I just feel like anytime you're giving Ohio state seven points, it, it, it's, you know, usually, and you think back to when they were in the semifinals against Alabama and they were a dog. Yep. Uh, they've had some success in those situations. They were a dog against Clemson a few years ago. They, they've done well in those situations when they're an underdog in the playoffs. What about the other game, Michigan and TCU? I, I, you know what? It's a great story and good for TCU for getting there. I, I'm sorry. I just think Michigan for four quarters will wear them down, wear them out. I see them winning by 10 or more, so the nine, uh, I'd be all over that. Unfortunately, i got to wait one more day to legally bet in Ohio. Yes, and I'll tell you what, I completely agree with you there. That That is one I, I've already made my mind up about. And the other thing I'll factor in is Michigan was blown out in their semifinal game. They were embarrassed last year. They are feeling that. They want to prove that they belong in the playoffs this year. And TCU, unfortunately for them, is a roadblock that I don't think uh, is really going to get in the way. I think Michigan's going to steamroll them. I think the Wolverines have the, the defense to limit Max Duggan and the TCU offense. I, I love the season they've had, and I love all the comebacks they made. But Michigan's a real team, and, and I don't think if Michigan jumps on you, Michigan has the kind of offensive line and running backs. They're going to wear you down. You're not going to be able to come back from a uh, double-digit deficit against Michigan like you did against so many other teams. Chris, I want to change your attention right now to the Cleveland Browns. Did you watch Deshaun Watson last week? Yes. How do, yes, we, not, did. How do we not take the under in the Cincinnati game? You know what? We ended up actually releasing the under as one of our one of our plays last week. I, I unfortunately I didn't give it out on, on the uh, on the show. I wish I would have. Um, it, 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 man, he, he didn't look like he well he he looked like he hasn't thrown a football in a competitive game in a couple of years. There's no doubt about that. Um, and it makes sense. You know, how often are you going to have a guy out of the NFL for a couple of years and come back? He's not even practicing with the team. He he wasn't able to do anything with the team all the time. Uh, it makes sense that he struggled. You know, he he just doesn't. His arm angles were off. He he really just had trouble hitting his targets. And Cleveland's offense really suffered for it. Uh, long term, I think he'll be fine. But you know, it might take him a couple games to get back in the groove. So with that in mind, they're six point dogs at Cincinnati, even though Joe Burrow is zero and four lifetime against the Cleveland Browns. So how do you look at this week's game? Well, there, there's two streaks that we're, we look at. You know, one is Cleveland has had Cincinnati's number, but then the other is Cincinnati seems to just be on a roll right now. They've covered nine of their last ten. The Bengals' offense is really hitting all cylinders. Uh, until, you know, they were hit, held to a season low uh, earlier this season against Cleveland, only 229 yards and 13 points, lost by 19. But, you know, the Bengals – 
like I said, they're, they're really playing well right now, and they're getting a little healthier. Jamar Chase, it looks like Joe Mixon, I think, is playing this week. And I think that Cincinnati, uh, with their whole offense clicking, is going to be a little too much for Cleveland to handle in this, uh, you know, situation where Cleveland's trying to figure out their offense again and almost have a reset late this late in the season with a new quarterback that hasn't really practiced with the team much this year. So I still think they're going to be a few weeks away from, you know, being on all cylinders with Deshaun Watson. So we actually put Cincinnati as a three-star in power sweep. We had Cincinnati by 12. So, uh, yeah, we like the Bengals here, unfortunately, for the Browns fans. Let me ask you this question. How different would that spread have been if they went with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback? Uh, we'd probably still lean with the Bengals just because, okay. you know, like I said, we, we, we like the hot team, uh, which Cincinnati is. But I, I think that we'd be a lot more cautious because Jacoby Percet was playing good football before he, you know, had to step aside for Deshaun Watson. But, um, you know, we'd, we'd probably still have a lean on the Bengals at home especially and and angry after kind of getting embarrassed by the Browns earlier this year. Yeah. But it probably wouldn't be as, uh, as strong because I, I, I think that – the the change this late in the season does play a factor. What about this factor? I look at the Browns, and I say to myself, all right, on paper, they look like they have a, a pretty good team, right? They've owned the Bengals, I think, seven of the last eight they've won. Burroughs 0-4, right? But like you said, they are rolling right now, the Cincinnati Bengals. But they just beat Kansas City, Chris, right? And I'm sorry, I've covered sports a long time, whether it's high school, college, or the NFL. When you get up for a team like Kansas City, right? I mean, they're supposed to be the best in the AFC. There is normally a letdown the following week, regardless who it is you p- uh, play, even if you, you have that chip on your shoulder for Cleveland. Do you guys factor that in, that type of uh, momentum or that type of factor or no? Oh, absolutely. We, we, we do uh, look at that, and it, it, it is a concern because anytime you come off a big win like beating Kansas yeah. City, you have to be concerned. I think if this was a non-division game, it would be a huge letdown spot for Cincinnati. But it being a team that beat you earlier in the year by 19 points, it being a team that you have gone 0-4 against uh, with Joe Burrow starting quarterback, I think that that is – the thing that resets their, their focus and what would be a, a normal uh, letdown spot. I don't think is a letdown spot for Cincinnati purely because they want to make sure that they, they put a hammer on Cleveland who's had their number. Chris, I want to ask you about my second favorite team. Uh-oh. Kenny does not believe in the NFC North. He does not nope. believe in the Minnesota Vikings and easily said Kenny, because he traveled to Detroit games in Detroit, correct? They traveled to Detroit. They take on the Lions, and they're only getting two points, the Lions. So my point is this. Who do you believe in more, Minnesota Vikings or one of the highest-scoring teams in the National Football League, the Detroit Lions? Well, Detroit has played a little better lately, and I'll tell you what, they have done well in their division, especially 8-2 and two against the spread inside the NFC North. It's weird to say this, but it's hard to go against the Lions right now. They're you giving to. Lately? Uh, you know, they, they played Buffalo really close on the uh, on Thanksgiving Day. They hammered Jacksonville last week. They have uh, had a couple wins against a, an improving Chicago team. Justin Fields looks like he's finally figuring things out. They beat the Giants, who, has a, who have a winning record and have been, you know, one of the bigger surprises in the NFC. 
I, yeah, the, Detroit's kind of playing themselves into that's. You know, I, I don't know that they're a playoff team this year yet, but they're playing themselves into a spot where they're going to be a little bit of a spoiler. And we actually call for Detroit to win this game. Wow. Uh, yeah, we we had Detroit by four, and I, I definitely think that the way they're playing right now gives caution. And Detroit's played really well at home this year. Are the Eagles the best team in the? The record says they are. Okay, the best team in your opinion, with you know Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs, um, Allen with the Bills, and everything. Are the Eagles, though, the best team in the league right now? Uh, yeah. You know what? I, I would not call them that only because I haven't seen them beat one of the teams that you've mentioned. You know, okay. it, it, they, they they beat Minnesota earlier this year 24-7. That's, that's the best win they have. Um, you know, they haven't had to play the the Kansas Cities, the Buffaloes uh, of the league. A lot of their wins are coming against, you know, Green Bay's down this year. Indianapolis is down this year. Washington's been bad, and they lost that game. Um, Houston's bad this year. Pittsburgh is bad this year. Dallas, you know, Dallas, a really good record. But um, I I can't remember if Dak was playing in that game or not. I think he was actually out for that game. So I I still reserve judgment as far as calling Philadelphia the best team in the league. I'd I'd say they're one of the teams that will be in in the running to make the Super Bowl, obviously. And it's looking like they're going to end up a home field advantage in the NFC. All right, for our people that are listening out there right now that want more information uh, like the stuff you've been giving us so far and you do each and every Thursday here on the Kenny and JT Show, Chris, tell them how they can get it. Go to ncsports.com, call 1-800-654-3448, and make sure you call Saturday because we always have a play for the Army-Navy game as well as our our, uh, FCS plays, which have been red hot. Had another 2-0 day in the FCS playoffs on our star-rated plays last week.